Our first reading this evening is from the book of Deuteronomy, I can't even talk, Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. Do not forget the Lord. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during those 40 years. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Our second reading is our epistle from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 can be found on page 1174. Instructions on worship. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19, page 1037. In respect to the gospel, please rise. <clears throat> Ten healed of leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. In Jesus, certainly, we have this to be thankful for, that you have God's peace, and you, you have his grace, and you have his mercy, and you have those in Jesus. We're going to look at uh, 
these words from Philippians, or First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, where Paul writes and says, Be joyful always, pray continually, and here's the verse especially that I want to focus in on. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. You've perhaps uh, done this, ex go, involved yourself in this exchange before, where someone says, God is good, and you say all the time, and then they say all the time, and then you say God is good, right? Well, let's try that once. God is good. All the time, he is. And she believed it. There's no other explanation for her actions that she took. She believed it. The woman I'm talking about is known in Scripture as the Canaanite woman. And we have her story for us in, in Matthew chapter 15. Let me just read to it uh, just a little bit to you. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity, came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Well, let's just stop there. The only reason why she is approaching Jesus is because she believes he is good. And she believes he will heal her daughter. God is good. And all the time. That was her faith. Jesus did not answer a word to that initial response, question and request. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. Her belief that God is good is being somewhat tested by some of his followers here. But she, she persists. She believes that God is good all the time. Jesus answered uh, to the disciples about sending her away. Well, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Now the woman comes back a, another time. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. She still believes it, doesn't she? She has not been deterred. This is not throwing a wet blanket on it. She still believes that God is good all the time and that all the time God will be good. Then Jesus replies, it's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Put yourself in her situation for just a moment. You hear something like that. We look at it as an insult. We could understand it rightly as, as being would you stay? Would you continue to believe? Or would you turn and, and walk away and say, I guess he's not. I guess he's not good. At least not now. Not this time. God is not good. Listen to what she says. Yes, Lord, she said. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed from that very hour. God is good all the time, 
and all the time. God is good. And she never stopped believing that. Regardless of her circumstance. And, and going back to the, her circumstance and what Paul wrote. Listen very carefully to what Paul wrote. He wrote, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He did not write, give thanks for all circumstance. This woman was not giving thanks to God for the circumstance, was she? The circumstance being her daughter was gravely ill. She's not giving thanks for that circumstance. But she is giving thanks in that circumstance because she knew that God was good and that he is good all the time and that all the time God is good. That was her faith. And as we watch her walk through this, we see three things that God gives us to be thankful for in all circumstances, no matter what the circumstance is. The first is a promise that he will make all things work together for our good. That's regardless of the circumstance. He will make it work for our good. The second thing that he promises is that he, regardless of the circumstance, he, his grace will be sufficient for us to carry us through that circumstance. Whatever it is, he will give us the grace we need in that circumstance for which we can give thanks in all circumstances. And the last thing he gives us to be thankful for in all circumstances from Romans chapter 8, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter the circumstance, nothing. We have those things, three things to give thanks to God in all circumstances for. That his grace will be sufficient for us. That he will make it all work for our eternal good. And that nothing will be able to separate us from him because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. You know, I was struck as I thought through this message and prepared this, this message. How do we know for sure? What is the ultimate proof that we have that God is good all the time, no matter the circumstance? In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Paul gives us the answer. Listen to the circumstance. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You question the goodness of God? Look at the circumstance. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For one reason and one reason only, God is good. All of the time and all of the time, God is good. And we have that displayed and proven beyond a shadow of a doubt in the giving of Jesus Christ to us while we were still sinners. You know, I was also struck as I thought this through about this woman and how she's commended for her faith for believing in every circumstance that God was good. 
And I came to realize that she wasn't alone. I, I came to realize she could have had her name tacked on to Hebrews chapter 11. The great chapter of the faith heroes. You know, to a person, each one of the people mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 steadfastly held on to this at the core of their faith, that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Listen to their names. I, I, I've got them written down here. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses' parents, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel. And the list doesn't stop there, but now we no longer are given names. Not so much mentioned by name now, but more mentioned by circumstance. Tortured, flogged, in prison, stoned, sawed in two, killed by the sword living with only a sheepskin on, living with only a goatskin to their name, destitute, persecuted, mistreated, wandering around in the desert, wandering around in the mountains, wandering around and living in caves, living in holes in the ground. And each one of those, as their circumstance is mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, each one is prefaced by the words, with the words, by Faith. That regardless of their circumstance, for them, God was good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Would you like to add your name to that list? It's easy. Simply ask God, give me such a faith as this. He gave it to her. He gave it to everyone mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. And because he is good all the time, you can rest assured, he will not withhold that gift from you. God is good. And all the time, God is good.